welcome back to another episode of High Time for True Crime. I'm Catherine. And I'm Khadijah. And today we are discussing the last bits of season two smothered. Oh my goodness. Actually though, just when I thought it was over and episode 10 ended, they announced that they were doing the tell-all. So we will do that episode as a separate episode. Yes, we'll do it as a bonus episode. There's not really much... No. substance in it we no saw stuff that we've seen we'll before. do the tell-all and then we'll do some final like predictions and all just other fun stuff. wrap it all up for you guys well we'll probably predict for season three who will be back yeah and stuff like that because i think that'll be fun for sure they definitely are gonna do season three oh sure. yeah um so the first mother-daughter duo that we come across this time is Brittany and mary of course they're in the freaking shower again together uh, okay i thought this was the same footage from like the first episode. No. Because it's a new day. Like, a new day to get yeah. in the shower together. I was just like really confused. But yeah, they're getting ready for Brittany's tummy tuck today. Um, Brittany just told her mom that she was bisexual. That was like the last thing that we yeah. heard. And Mary's, Mary's super worried about telling Frank, yeah. which... I'm like, Frank probably doesn't give a shit. And also, Frank... Why would Frank need to know? Yeah. I mean, I understand like telling him like, I guess whatever for Brittany to come out to him or whatever. But I just like, feel like so... if it comes up in conversation, it comes up in conversation. Yeah. I don't I can, know why. I think that Frank could give two shits. Honestly. Yeah. Frank honestly is like, please, Brittany, go find a boyfriend, go find a girlfriend, go Somebody. find a fucking friend and get out of my face. But yeah. Um, so they pretty much are doing all of that. And, you know, Mary's just kind of talking about how she's happy for Brittany. And Brittany's just like, you know, I'm excited to get my tummy tuck today. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Mary getting her boobs done for like the millionth time, time she she's gonna out. get an eye lift and a chest peel. And, and I was like, what the fuck is a chest peel? I don't know, but when they it revealed bad. it, it looked horrible. I don't well, know I mean, how I knew it, it was gonna after, look, but yeah. yeah. I was like, I knew it was gonna look like gross. She looked like me after the beach. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Frank is pretty concerned about taking care of Brittany and Mary at the same fucking time. Yeah, even um, with Mary getting her little yeah, uh, lift and peel. that's still a lot. Yeah. And I mean, she's gonna be, she even says, like, she will still be, like, unable to do stuff for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Um, and... Brittany decides to take along her stuffed dolly with her. Yeah, and I was like, Brittany has this doll, and I was like, bitch, you can't take that to surgery. They won't even let you wear jewelry into surgery. No. So, like, no. Absolutely. And really, not. Frank is like, fuck y'all, I have to work. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Frank is also, like, it's really sweet to, like, see Frank um, have these moments with Brittany because, like, they have, like, moments where they're literally, like, cordial. I mean, Frank's never not cordial with Brittany. He's always yeah. very nice to her, but, like, He Brittany, doesn't play into her shit. No, and I think also, like, I mean, he's an adult. He's the adult. He shouldn't yeah. be playing petty games. And if he did, then, like, of course, my tone, my tune yeah. for Frank would be a little bit different. Oh, 100%. But, um, Frank is pretty much just, like... I haven't told them, but I'm going to have to drop them off. And then, like, while they're getting surgery, come back, you know, when I'm finished because I have to work. Like, yeah. we're, Mary and I are in this laundry or upholstery. upholstery. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, a embroidery or, like, a... Embroidery. Uh, alter- alterations. Alterations business. Yeah. And Why was that so hard to think Because of? we were stupid at times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like... You know, Frank's just like, our business is how we make our money and no one, we can't just, you know, sit around all day. So he's pretty much just like, I'm going to have to go sneak off to work yeah. and I'm not going to tell them. I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be a problem. But honestly, why do they need him when they're getting their fucking tummies tucked and their chests peeled? Like, they don't, he doesn't need to be there. No. And so they get out. Yes. Uh, Mary looks like fucking Garfield to me. I, her eyes, like something about her eyes when she has this, this surgery. Well, she got her eyes more like cat-like apparently, which yeah. they don't Garfield's look. Garfield's a cat. Honestly, they don't look like they changed to me. Like they look okay. the same, but her face is always I noticed that tight. like it seemed like her eye cavity on the corners was kind of more like Taut. open. Or, and then now it's more like snatched kind oh. of. Because it's like, she's gotten that work done before. Remember, she got the eyelid yeah. surgery? And it almost was kind of like her eyelid was pulling away Wait, from oh, her okay. eye. And, like, that's kind of what they fixed. I, like, paused it and looked. It just all looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> but their post-surgery, Brittany looks like she's on that good shit. She says she is so stoned. Stoned, yeah. And I quote. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, Mary just looks crazy. Her eyes are taped back. And she looks Mary's like she has road her, rash on her chest. Yes. Like, Mary's asking Brittany, like, a million questions. And Brittany is 50 shades of fucked up. Oh, yeah. I literally wrote, like, Brittany. I was like, Brittany's fucked up. And Frank is being caring and gentle, but he's also dipping off. But also, they're, they're feeding her Chinese yeah. after a Chinese Yeah, that's too. what I was like, what the fuck? Like, like maybe some Chinese. soup. Maybe some egg drop well, soup. Well, I guess she but... could 
eat salt. I mean, I think Will Marriott knows she's had a bunch of plastic surgeries. Yeah, so I was I also did think that that was kinda of weird that she was gonna like, What do you wanna eat? I can go get your Chinese food unless it was like miso soup or something, but she yeah. was like, I don't know, you have to decide for me, Mom, because I'm pretty soon right now. Yeah. <laughs> if I was fucked up like that, I'd be wanting like one thing from every fast food oh, chain. Yeah. I'd be like, I need a quesadilla. I need <laughs> since a you asked. Yeah. Um, but you know, Mary can't wait for Brittany to show up her body, yadi yadi. And you know, Brittany's just like, I have to recover first, mom. But you know, they Mary. So Mary sends Frank to go to the Chinese food, right? And I guess he's taking too long. So she Facetimes him, which I'm like, okay, TLC. Yeah. <laughs> when will Mary actually Facetime Frank? It's the first time we've ever seen that happen. And he's literally working, and she's so upset. She's just like, I have Brittany, and I have to worry about myself. And I'm like, he's like, I'm sending the delivery driver. It's yeah. gonna be okay. But I'm like, bitch. But like after he like after you bitched at him, you literally just like did what you need to do, took all your fucking clothes off, and literally got in the bed with your daughter. Like, yeah. you're fine. Everything is great. You're fine. You don't really need him to be there. No. She's not Except stoned. Except for this is disgusting. Stoned. Okay, so I didn't realize when you have drains oh, that you yeah. have to milk them. Yeah, you do. What the fuck? It's like um, whenever you, like, what was it called whenever you, like, uh, siphon out of, like, yeah. a gas tank. Um, please, the I don't know. I Mary know was milking these strains, <laughs> and that was really how we ended with them on that episode. Yeah, that's episode nine. Um, episode ten, um, Brittany looks great. I'm assuming yeah. this is this is weeks down the line. So it's gotta course. be at least six to eight Yeah, weeks. Brittany looks great. They're at the pool. I, okay, every okay. time I see that pool, it makes me think of the Florida Project, and I feel like they're at a motel. Oh, my God. That and, like, <laughs> honestly... It's weird because Mary's like, do a little dance for me. And she's yeah. just like, she's like, let me see your little tush. And she's just like, shake it for me. I'm like, okay, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. Mary looks like the Mary. Same. Her face still isn't fucking moving. But I hate the fact that Brittany compares herself to her mom because she was just All like, my time. mom looked so good. And she was like, I always wanted to have her body and be like, can I, ha- I want that. And I want to look good. And I want to feel confident like she does. And I'm like, but Brittany, you can find that within yourself. Granted. Yeah. Do I think that she shouldn't have got the tummy tuck surgery? Absolutely not. She should have gotten it because yeah. that was something that she worked so hard on. And I mean, that's something yeah. that she can't really get rid of on her own. But I just hated that she kept mentioning that, like, she thought her mom looked good. And I'm like, but girl. Yeah. You look better than your mom. But she was smiling. She looked like she was yeah, glowing. She was happy. I guess pale people can glow. Um, she was glowing. I take, per- I take personal offense to that. But I'm, I'm tan right now for myself. For myself. You hear the silence, right? <laughs> Stephanie. Um, but yeah, like, it's just... It's weird not only that Britney compares herself to her mom, yeah. but also that Britney wants to date a girl Bro, that's like, like her mom. But also, <gasps> Mary's kind of trying to ask Britney if she has a preference to, like, do but you want to date guys? Like, do so you want to date girls? It's like, okay, so Mary's trying. Yeah. Mary's trying. It's a lot for her to wrap her brain around, but she's just like, how do you know if you're into both if you haven't been with both? It almost you have me, to be with both. And I'm like, that's The way that so Mary... Ignorant. You said that almost made me wonder. I'm like, Mary, have you slept with a woman? Yeah, and I'm like, also, this ideology is just so archaic. You don't have to, yeah. yeah, And I mean, as much flack as like gay gay people get and lesbians get and pansexual and uh, transsexual and things like that, most people that get flack are bisexual people because people are just like, how do you know? bisexual pick one you just want your cake and eat it too so that means if you marry a man that you're not actually into girls you're straight no like this is dumb sexuality is fluid oh my god gender's a construct too exactly and i was like if they find that person that they love then they're going to be with that person that they love regardless of what the fuck is happening their genitalia like it doesn't matter that's pansexual but still like it's still the same shit like (laughs) yeah but she's trying, Mary is trying for her religious ways, but like it's kind of breaking her brain sometimes, I feel, but that might also be her face. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> on to my least favorite, fucking Sarah and Lori. They're so fucking annoying. Here we go again with well, the water. Well, Sarah's mostly honestly. annoying. Yeah. Mom, her mom, like, okay, I her will mom, say this. Her mom does have some common sense. I have like some voice of reason, like, behind her mom her also things. is funny sometimes. Too. She is. Do I think that she should milk her fucking uh, health issues? No, but I'm like, you also can't be pissed off that your sister's worried about you, but then also use your health issues to milk 
her into getting married and all the other shit. Yeah. But anyways, we're five seconds in and Sarah's already harassing her mom to drink water. Literally the first sentence of my notes is, here we go again with the water. Sarah is so damn intense. She's so damn intense and she just, oh, she's like a mom to her daughter, like to her daughter. It's weird because Sarah is weirdly childlike, but also super maternal at the same time. She's like a kindergarten teacher though. Like I would definitely, she's giving you, she's giving elementary school vibes. Like that's what it is. Because she's just like very fun and bubbly, but like, I feel like I would like, oh, I said like too many times. Yeah. I feel that I would appreciate Sarah's personality more if she wasn't with her mom. When they're together, it gets pretty fucking annoying. And I mean, her mom gets pretty annoyed with her and we can kind of see that. So it kind of makes it a little bit more human Yeah, for me. Well, normal for me, not human, but human. human. Um, but yeah, so Sarah, okay. I must say, Sarah does turn some looks now. She, she does some cute, have Even some those cute little taste. pajamas that she had on, I was like, Pajamas? You mean Sarah. Fashion Nova Romper? Yeah. That bitch wasn't a full sequence outfit. Yeah. Like, she, all she had to do was put on her, like, her ankle booties and her fucking leather jacket and her headband and she'd be ready to go to the club. Come on yeah, now. You're right. She wasn't going to bed. <laughs> well, she wasn't going to bed because she drove to her mom's house. But yeah. anyways, it's um, But yeah, she definitely turned some fucking looks. Like, she's just really fucking annoying. But oh, we yeah. meet Sue. Um, Sue is Lori's friend, and apparently she apparently that... she doesn't get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's getting... but yeah, apparently she thinks that Sarah panics a little bit too much, and that she's has an unhealthy relationship. I mean, with yeah. Her mom. Once we find out a couple of scenes later that this bitch put a baby monitor in her mom's house, like absolutely ridiculous like i'm she, pretty sure she would have done it with or without consent oh like, yeah she, and sue's just like that's absolutely way too much yeah like, and there's audio and everything yeah. i truly hope Lori gets some booty one day and like do you think Lori's actually fucking anybody okay out? wait so apparently Lori's married of course I and has like a whole ass show. husband that just didn't want. I wouldn't want to be on the show. Yeah, no. I mean, I, but I, I mean, either. also the show is mostly. I mean, because there are only a few families we actually like see, but for the most part, we usually just see the mother daughter duo. Yeah. Um, and like their immediate family or their boyfriend girlfriend. Whatever That's another thing. I'm like, so if Lori has a husband, why is Sarah such a caretaker? Like, I don't know. Because she doesn't it's just trust her personality. Her, she probably but... doesn't trust the husband. Yeah. I mean, but also Sarah has like severe. So first of all, at the end of the day, Sarah needs therapy. She does. This is not normal. They need to the break her through copes. what happened her when she was six because she's still a exactly. six-year-old little girl. And I was just like her having, putting this baby monitor saying that she's going to get the baby monitor is just an unhealthy way of her trying to cope with her anxiety. And I'm like, this is just, it's it's not, it's not good. It's just not good at all. But, <laughs> um, you know, Sue thinks that Sarah needs some help and that she needs to figure it out, you know, and not really bother her mom so much. And she just wants to like, wants her to be okay sue is definitely like the voice of reason of course and i mean she's more on Lori's side because Lori's kind of like sarah i want you to take a step back just a little bit yeah like i love you i want to hang out with you but you're being you're in, intense yeah. like then we learned that sarah's literally called sue in the middle of the night oh like, yeah waking well, her up yeah. looking for her mom because i think sarah sue lives like across the street or some shit yeah they probably live in like a 55 and up community in i wouldn't be surprised it's florida come it's on florida. now um, but yeah, so fucking Miguel comes home and Sarah is white girl wasted. She's just like, babe, my mom is so cute. Yeah. And she's just like, I have to show you something, babe, Miguel. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> funny. So she's like, so I put a baby camera in my mom's house and Miguel and me is like, that's fucking weird. And that's also really intrusive. Yeah. And also does your mom fucking know, which I mean, that'd probably be my first question. Cause with these, she literally has the shit like streaming to her phone. Like... Literally. And there's audio. Yeah. That was what weirded me out. I was like, there's she audio can too. speak to her mom. Yeah. And her mom was just sitting on the couch watching TV, literally. And that's I'm like, literally what she did the night that Sarah barged in on her. She was sitting on the couch watching TV and she, she fell sleeping. asleep. Yeah. She was she was she was out. She was cuddling those stupid dogs and she was sleeping. <laughs> Fucking wiener dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she really thought Miguel was going to be on board, but Miguel literally has like his oh own God, like little confessional so and he's just like Shit just gets fucking weirder every single day around here. Literally, that's exactly what he says. And she pulls up the live footage and she's just like um, this is, this is better. Like the, and I'm like, but no, you just added an extra step to your plan of basically going to your mom's house. So now if she doesn't respond to your text messages or your phone calls, you're just like, okay, let me check the baby monitor. And if yeah. I don't see her on the baby monitor, what bomb, ugh, baby monitor, 
Baby Monitor. Baby Bumper. Baby. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. Um, oh, theater shit. But yeah, um, I'm just kind of like, you just added another step to your list of things I to feel do. like, if anything, it's going to make her more anxious. Like, she's going to yeah. feel like she always has to be watching. And if she's not right in frame, that it's... And this bitch is just like, I'm not going to watch all the time. But she sits there for, like, 20 minutes. Like, look at my mom. Look how cute she is, babe. Isn't she so adorable? Yeah. And then she's just like, huh? You know, and then, like, her... I guess she texts her mom or whatever. And her mom's just like, hi, Sarah. Hi, Miguel. And I'm like, ugh, don't encourage this. Right? Like, you're going to be bitching about this, like, tomorrow because she's just going to literally sit there and watch you sleep. Like, they should get Lori a fucking Apple Watch and one that, like, can just... Or a fucking live alert. Fuck the Apple Watch. It'll probably be cheaper. Well, Apple Watch can, like, detect a hard fall. Yeah. I don't know about life alert. Well, they have updated. They have advanced. It's advanced now. But, yeah, I'm like, or get her a caregiver. And I'm like, if she lives in 55 and up community, then she probably does have somebody. They have people that probably, that provide that service. Because, yeah. I mean, you're not paying to live in this community for no fucking amenities. Like, yeah. come on now. So I'm just kind of like, there are other ways for you to handle this. Also, she just needs a nurse. Like, you live an hour and a half away. Honestly, though, like. Just give her an someone that comes check I don't her. know the whole situation but Lori really seems like she's in good shape not only for an almost 60 year old because in the next episode it's her 60th yeah. birthday she's in good shape for a 60 year old in general but like despite her kidney problems as long as she keeps herself like out from like She'll the sun fine. and getting overexerted I don't think she really has too many issues. No. I don't think she's that fucking mm-hmm. geriatric that she, oh, no. you know what I mean? Like, and I think if she, if she had a nurse, like a nurse that comes like every other day or like twice a yeah. week, top of the week and the end of the week or whatever, like, and just have them do that, have them do the shopping, have them make sure that, you know, she has her bottles of water and all the other shit. Like yeah. Sarah should not have, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have anxiety because she, it's not her fault. But, you know, this is pretty much, yeah. it's coming out I mean, this way. I mean, she had a traumatic incident yeah. when she was, like, six, but she's literally stuck in that moment. She is. And, I mean, it's definitely hindering her from moving on with her life, which we'll get into that episode two, episode 10. But, you know, like, Miguel finally tells her, like, you're being really, de- like, you're being completely delusional. And she just laughs because she just thinks that he's just, like, oh, like, my, sh- I mean, she's just overreacting I feel like her mom. He, I feel like she thinks that he thinks everything that she does is, like, quirky and cute. But it's, I feel like, like, just mm-hmm. watching the body language and watching him as it he's progresses, so he is getting pushed away. Yeah. He wants to be there it's for a turn Sarah, off. but she's just, like... I mean, I like, he's literally talked about how, like, they've been about to, like, get, get it on. And Sarah's and like, I have to call. drive. I have to drive to my mom's house. Yeah. I have to drive an hour and a half away. And then, like, Miguel's literally cuddling by himself. And then, like, or, or even worse, even worse, Sarah's turned with her back against to him. And then Lori's, like, comforting her on the phone, like, in that first episode. Yeah, with the She's fucking like, on FaceTime. Good night, Sarah. Good night, Miguel. Yeah. Like it's 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 too. They're much. they're my least favorite too, for sure. It's way too much. But you know what? Let's get an episode ten with these two Yikes. bitches. So episode ten, Sarah is throwing her mom a sixtieth birthday brunch, which I am all about. It's birthday cute. brunch. It's cute. It is. But you know they point out how like Lori is a balloon person, and because Sarah has blown she's up. a balloon person. Yeah, she likes really festive balloons, oh. and like they always have like crazy I thought you balloons. Meant one of those people that Not like balloons no. Actually, I was talking about my strange addiction with some friends yesterday, and that episode came up. But no, um, but I just like I hate balloons. I'm like, what a waste! The environment, the environment. Yeah. But they make um, eco friendly and balloons cute. now. It's okay. But they I have know. it all decorated up. They have like the big like the 21st birthday like rose gold balloons. They have yeah. those, but in a six ten dollars. They're ten dollars a pop. Hell I must yeah. say. They're expensive. But, but yeah, it was a nice There's like, cute... okay, but wait, okay. So, mm. did you see the people that they were claiming were Lori's parents? Because they looked 60. I don't think that they, I don't think they were lying. I know, they just looked so young. They like looked the same age as Lori, if not younger. They probably had good genes. They got good genes. Yeah. I will definitely say that in the family. It was just funny. I don't know, because I was like, wait, wait, wait. These are Lori's parents? Like, they look like, Lori's age. They probably yeah. don't live in Florida. Because the sun just, just fucks everybody up in Florida. But anyways, yeah. they're at brunch, um, and everyone's there. The grandparents, which well, Sarah's grandparents, Miguel, yeah. Miguel's brother, Sue is there, and you know they're having a great time. And you know they're the grandparents get their own little segment where they're talking yeah. about Sarah, and they feel that her relationship with her mom's health 
not just her mom, but her mom's health and all that yeah. stuff is not good for her. They everyone can see that Sarah has anxiety and that she has major major pressure from yeah. this. And I'm just kind of like, somebody needs to really like sit her down. I'm like, how many conversations has have you guys had with her to say, hey, Sarah? You have anxiety. If your anxiety is coming out in very yeah. negative ways, you you're need to making go talk your own health suffer because of yeah. your obsession with your mom's health. Oh yeah, and you're making your relationship suffer. Relationship mm-hmm. suffer as well. And you know, so at the end of the brunch, Sarah gives her mom this like kidney necklace. It's in the shape of a kidney or whatever, and she's just like, "This is a promise, a promise necklace." Jesus, this was the. It was like okay. It was like. <laughs> As cute as it was cringy, I will yeah. say, I guess. I honestly don't find it very cringy. I just do think the it's thought sweet, of wearing but a because, kidney necklace was kind yeah, of cringy. Yeah, I think it was weird that she was just... Because I thought that she needed a kidney, like, right now. Yeah. But apparently, the bitch don't need a kidney. Like, she's fine. Like, like, she doesn't need a kidney. She will need one in the future. Eventually, yeah. But... Sarah's a match, and I'm kind of like, but why are you guys, like, so worrisome about this shit? If your daughter is a match, and you actually really, really push comes to shove, need a fucking kid. You are in a better position than the majority of people on the transplant list. Majority. And, like, even Lori points out, she's like, we have very similar, obviously, we have the same genetic makeup. Like, it's going to be, like, the chances of it rejecting are way lower. Yeah, and I was like, Sarah is very fit. She looks like she's very healthy, and, like, I think she'll be fine. If she drinks half enough water, or if she drinks half as much water as she makes Lori drink, Honestly, yeah, that kidney will be squeaky clean. (laughs) But, you know, they're having this conversation and, you know, someone mentions this about, like, Sarah and Miguel having kids and Sarah's face and her whole demeanor just kind of, like, shuts down. Yeah, because they're talking about Lori moving in in, like, an in-law suite and then someone's like, what about a nursery instead? And then, like, Sarah literally, like, it. she looks so drained. It's just like... If it was a musical, the music would have changed. Oh, my God. (laughs) The music would have changed. The lighting would have been dark. Like, everything. Sarah would have had a solo in that moment. The spotlight would just come down. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just kind of like, well, what the fuck? Smother the musical. Oh, my God. I don't think I could even handle that. But it is a good idea. But I don't think I can handle that. (laughs) TLC, I want my royalties. (laughs) So Sarah basically explains to us that she doesn't ever think about having kids or she's not really particularly concerned with having kids because she feels that it will the kid will take away for lack of better words will take away the attention that she can give to her mom and her health and she was like I'm used to so used to taking care of people and being a caregiver I don't think I could add one more person to that and I'm like but bitch wouldn't you think that'd make you a great mom also, That's your mom you. is not your concern. Your yeah. mom, your I understand, like, she's your concern to a certain extent. But you can do things to put, put things in place so that your mom is taken care of and you don't have to be worried about her. You, The fact that you're literally telling us that you're willing to not have kids basically just to make sure your mom is okay, which your mom will live for probably, like, what, less than 40 more fucking years. Less than probably 20 years. Yeah. You should move on with your life and have kids. And your mom is over here trying to guilt Miguel into marrying you when you don't even want to have kids. And Miguel, Miguel, I, I was wondering if Miguel even knew at all that this was in Sarah's mind. And no, he no, didn't. he had no clue. And he wants kids on top of that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think he probably knew a little bit, but I feel like he didn't think that she was like solid, set in stone. Like, because yeah. she basically was like. I'm actually kind of putting my foot down and I really don't want kids. And he looks like mind blown. Mind blown. And I mean, at the same time, I'm just kind of like, Sarah, this is exactly why you don't have a ring on your finger. Yeah. This just continues to draw. This like continues to like literally adds to the list of things why he won't marry you. Yeah. Not saying that she's a terrible person. He is kind of having his cake and eating it too a bit with them living together and everything. But I totally understand his reservations, especially the more that she reveals. I would have reservations. I wouldn't marry her. She reveals so much about how much more her mom means to her and than anybody that, else ever her will. mom is the th- is not even the third miguel is the third in that relationship yeah. in his own relationship and it's not like Lori's just like oh my god miguel's stealing her away from me no sarah would never ever willingly go with miguel to do anything if it didn't include her mom and that's the problem mm-hmm. it, and they can't really fault miguel i can't fault miguel either do i think that waiting three years for him to propose to her is a long time. Yes, but under these circumstances, honestly, I probably when I once I got to that third year and I hadn't proposed to her because I feel some reservations, I probably would have just broken up with her. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm sure he does love her and genuinely cares about her, but it doesn't seem like Sarah... Sarah's never going to compromise for Miguel. No. Miguel's, and Miguel's not going to compromise for Sarah because she hasn't yet to actually try to compromise or even suggest a, a compromising, you know, position. Yeah. At all. And that's literally kind of, like, where they leave it at. Like, Sarah's just kind of like, if he wants marriage like he knows what he's getting into and at the end of the day if he doesn't want to have kids or if he wants to have kids then like that's you know he's sol my mom comes first and all of those problems like follow behind that like that's the main thing Miguel should leave like he deserves better and i think sarah deserves therapy and then also deserves you know someone a little bit better more that's gonna you know i guess more I think Sarah deserves somebody that doesn't mind being second. And somebody that doesn't want kids. But whoever doesn't mind being second in a relationship to with the person that's that they're with is a person you know that's emotionally I mean? like, unavailable yeah. and you don't want to date them. Yeah. Warning signs went, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if a person is okay with being second in the relationship with you, that person is emotionally unavailable yeah. and that is a problem. It's not something that you can fix. It's something that they have to fix within themselves. But, yeah, honestly, like, it's just... I just it made think, me sad, honestly. Yeah. That that segment made me sad to see. Too. I felt... I think that out of... I felt bad for Sarah, but I think out of all three of them, I felt the worst for Miguel. Because it seemed like he had no idea that all of these things were so important to mm-hmm. Sarah. And that she... Yet she was forcing him and, like, f- trying to funnel him into this position and making him seem like he's the one that's, like, sitting on the pot. Yeah. When I'm like, you can't even do anything for him while he's your boyfriend. Yeah. What makes you think you're going to do it for him when he's your and husband? Because like, like it's going to get worse at that point. Like, okay. Say that they agreed, like, okay, we're not going to have kids. He still seems to have some reservations about her giving the kidney up in the first place. Yeah. Which I understand. Yeah. yeah the, oh, that was another big point. Yeah. He yeah. was bringing up like, well, we don't know how this can affect you because there is a lot more to just giving a kidney than to just like, they just cut it out and put it in someone else's body. Yeah. You have and to like, prepare yourself. And like, what if this is genetic too? Like, yeah. That too. What if you, he was like, what if you need another kidney down later on down the line and you won't ever get a match until you'll just be able to Especially if you list. don't have a kid that you can yep. give and they're giving you a kidney. For real. Like for real. And I'm just kind of like, you know, it's, there's a lot. And he's just like, you know, you didn't even talk to me about it. It and almost reminds me of that movie, My Sister's Keeper. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, I... She just never discusses anything with him. It's always, I discuss with my mom first. And anything that I have to do in my day, my day-to-day life revolves around my mother. And then it barely revolves around me. It doesn't even really revolve around Miguel either. It's just... And it's not necessarily that it revolves around her mother. It's her mother's health problems. Yeah. It's not even like... It's just fucking weird. Like, yeah. Because we honestly saw her bitching about her mom's health more than them just like actually having a good-ass good time, time together. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But that's the end for them. Um, for Elena and Marshall. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That, okay, so I think it's really cute that they're trying to get her on dating sites and everything. But I'm about to get into this real tea. But they need to keep <laughs> her fucking safe. Yeah. Like, seriously, I feel like people would fetishize her. Well, yeah. And she'd be easily preyed on and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that that's a major thing that she would definitely be fetishized for sure. Yeah. Um, I do think it's cute that they are doing a dating profile together. Yeah. But like we mentioned before, if Elena has friends, we would love to fucking see them because she should probably be doing this with her friends and not her fucking mom who's who is 68 like 68 years old. years old and does not know how to use Tinder. And it's cute because like she's on this little music dating website. Yeah. Where, like, I think it's just a music website. I don't think it's a music okay. dating website. I think she was oh. like, well, the people can like, if they like me, they can just message me. Oh, okay. So she's really setting herself up for failure. But they on that are one. also putting her on like dating, dating sites. Too. Yeah, and she said that she's gone on about fifteen dates, but they weren't like that great. Nothing really kind of transpired afterwards. Yeah. And you know, she says that she wants to, of course, find this guy through this meeting app, this music app. Which, uh, I mean, if it's a music app and it's for music, most people shouldn't be. It's like, well, actually, I can't even really say shit because most, a lot of men that I have interacted with Mm. on, um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, LinkedIn. Oh yeah. Guys be sliding into them DMs on LinkedIn. I had to deactivate my account. I was like, 
Oh my god! I'm a professional. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to find a job. Like, I don't need. Unless you want to pay me. I yeah, I was like, unless you're planning on paying me, but I was like, we're gonna go to HR immediately. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you know, I think she'll be all right. I mean, she seems like a very confident girl. And she seems learned, fine, but yeah. she also seems very immature. That, but we also learned that she's she's had sex before. Yes. Um. The story I wasn't expecting is, the story to come yeah, out. Yeah, like the this. story came out, and I was like, your mom is sitting right next to you. I was like, once again, if Elena has friends, this would be great for them to hear the story and not her mama but her mom honestly was not mad about it and okay here's the story okay yeah so the story was that elena was i guess it was was, she was like at a party or something she She was in college at the time yeah halloween and um, she met up with him at a bar and they were like he was just like you know let's get out of here they go back to her dorm room not his dorm room her dorm room and one night stand baby yeah leads to another losing your virginity in a one night stand on halloween sounds like a good time i mean i can probably name about five of my friends that have done the same thing the same (laughs) and like marcia's like supportive she's relieved she's like i'm glad she got to experience something normal like that's basically where she was coming from she was just like i'm happy that elena is able to connect with other people granted it was one night yeah i was gonna say i'm sure she wishes it had been a little bit more romantic but she's she's happy that that a guy actually showed romantic interest in her because she doesn't want Elena to feel singled out she doesn't want Elena to feel like she's different or anything like that I mean she's been bullied most of her life and that's why she's the way she is with her mom she's all up under her that's her best friend she tells her everything which that's great but also you probably should have like friends like that you can confide in and tell these things to and I mean they just kind of, you know, do their own thing. They put their stuff up, you know, her pictures up. Marsha's just like, I really hope that she, like, finds someone that will love her one day and that she gets married and that she knows I that she's, she's capable like, of being loved. But she like doesn't. Um, Marsha is like, I kind of want me to still come first. Like, she's like, I want to still yeah. be important. Yeah, and she's like, I still want to come first. But she like, does say, she's like, I know this sounds selfish, but yeah. that, that she's a step above soon. But yeah. That. But I mean, also, like, she, it was only just the two of them. She adopted her. She yeah. had no one else. And, like, you know, they basically were meant for each other so i can understand where she's coming from because at that point she will truly be alone alone yeah but i honestly don't think elena will um find anyone soon until she starts maturing because she's pretty immature I would say. yeah how old is she she's like what she's 20... 21 i think yeah that's why yeah but when i was 21 i was not i don't like that Mm-mm. But I'm also not on a show about unhealthy mother-daughter relationships. So, at least there's that. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, but that's pretty much it for the both of them. Um, we then get on to Angelica and Sunhee. Now, we have been kind of wondering what's going on yes. with the health Oh, I already spoiled it. I told them last episode. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So on three. One, two, three. Three. She doesn't have cancer. She doesn't have cancer. But she walked up in that fucking somber hail. She looked sick as hell. She was like almost. It's almost like she needed a wheelchair. She was just. I mean, I get that she was upset and scared, but she was walking in there like she had a pine cone up her ass or something. Like she probably does. It's probably stuck up there. But yeah, she gets her results back. Thank goodness she does not have in any type of cancer. But She's I thought going to be fine. I hoped that maybe the scare would make her nicer, but I yeah didn't think it I doubted it. Last long yeah. yeah so they pretty much you know are happy the doctor's just like you're gonna be fine everything will be good um they get back to the house jason comes over jason's just like coming in with some behind his back and they're like what's going on he brings flowers for sun he even though she has dragged his ass left and right the whole time time for like what the past 15 episodes of the series literally (laughs) i okay until the bitter end you don't see anything nice it's just lay it on thick lay Lay it on thick oh you did this now there's three more things to add to the list pretty much oh you thought that was cute oh you did that thing on the list for me oh well there's 15 you guys wanted to have an intimate moment let me just yeah so jason you know it's just like I'm like, come on, Jason, stepping up. My man, my boy, Jason. All right, now. So Jason, you know, is just kind of like, let's cut to the chase. Are you okay? Like, Sunny. Yeah. And she was just like, well, I have to FaceTime my man, bro. Ew, I hate my her fucking Mickey Mouse phone I case. hate it, too. It's so minimal. I'm like, that shit looks like it will just break. Also, adults that 
use Disney as like a personality trait. I'm like, don't just because your childhood was the last time you were happy doesn't oh, mean that. Don't get me started. <laughs> Catherine, don't get me started. I'm sorry if you're an adult that likes Disney, but grow up. You know, I lived in Florida and like, oh my God. You girl. lived in the house of mouse. I, well, I didn't work for that one. That's literally the first thing when I went, when I went to do um, a job thing, this guy, he was giving a seminar. He was talking, he was like, all right, guys, rule number one, don't work for the mouse. <laughs> don't work for, he literally said that for like a minute straight yeah. and he made us repeat it to him. I was like, okay, don't work for Mickey Mouse. I got it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they FaceTimed her fiance, Brett, in uh, <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. And, you know, they give him the good news and just like, you know, I'm cancer free. I'm, I'm well, not cancer free. I don't have cancer. Yeah. But I guess it's still technically cancer. I don't fucking know. Anyways, she doesn't have cancer. Long story short, she They're never just, had cancer. They're just, you know, happy. Everything is great. We get yeah. to see some emotions towards Brett when Sunhee tells her that she loves him and that she cares about him and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay. Maybe the cancer let me find did out. scare you. Yeah. And after that, um, they pretty much talk about how they're about to go on the cruise. So as you guys know, season one, or you may not know, Season one, um, Jason gave Angelica a six-day nice-ass fucking cruise. Just for, for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And Sunhee was not very happy she about it. She was livid. I'm she surprised she didn't book the a same cruise. cruise with them. Yeah. Um, and Sunhee actually says up out of her goddamn mouth, she literally is just like, I'm excited for them to go on the cruise. They both deserve it. They both deserve to be happy. What? Girl. What when? did they do Since her? when? Did they they inject her with something while she was there? Even Angelica was just like, that's new for you, mom. Yeah. Are you sure you're not sick? Are you drunk? Are you on drugs? What's happening? If it's not cancer, if I give you some mm, (laughs) last night, if it's not not cancer, what is it? Like, what happened to you? I'm confused. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to murder him right now. As soon as they turn their backs to go to the cruise, get on the cruise, she's just going to murder him. It's going to be like Natalie Wood, only it's Um, Jason. No. (laughs) R.I.P. So that, so they go on the cruise. Well, they're not going to go on the cruise just yet. But anyways... She's very happy. Um, apparently, Angelica has a fucking secret. I feel like that she's going to tell us that she's pregnant or that Sunhee is coming on the cruise. I thought either of those things or that she was moving to Omaha with Sunhee. Yeah. Yeah, because she said that only her mom knows the secret. So That's I why like, I thought it was that. Yeah, so I was just like, I don't know. So also, just, it just seemed at the time like she would pick Brett. I mean, she, I mean that pick, Sunhee would move in with Brett eventually. And yeah. Angelica would pick her. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then I know I was also wearing that goddamn sweater dress bullshit again. Every time. Every time. I swear it's Damn, every Angelica, episode. back it again with a sweater dress. Every time. That shit pisses me off. And I'm like, it's black and it's like knit. And I'm like, you live in Las Vegas. That shit's gotta stink. It, I don't think it stinks. I think it's just hot. I'm like, Whoa. I just mean she wears it all the time. So it must yeah. be. It's probably she, I never see, never see them sweat, though. It's probably musty. I don't care if it's a dry heat out Everyone's there. It's still musty. hot. Everyone should be musty in Las Vegas. If you're not sweating, then there's something wrong. You're going to die immediately. Um, but that's episode nine for them. But episode 10, um, uh, Jason and Angelica are on the way to their cruise. Angelica still has that secret. Uh, and I'm like, It's super great. cute, though, because they, they're yes. on the plane. Uh, first of all, though, I do have to mention, Angelica's fucking suitcase has been through the ringer. That shit is pink on the outside, but it's like, black and dirty and scuffed up. I don't know cream why I just on noticed the inside, it. Cream on the <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Um, but yeah. It just looked gross. It um, is. But it's cute. They're like toast on the plane and They're then... They're having a fun time. They look cute. They look happy. Honestly, when Angelica and Jason are together by themselves, I feel happy for them. Like, yeah. I feel a part of that relationship and I'm just like, this is beautiful. Like, this is great. This is not problematic when they're both together. Like yeah. they can, they seem like they can have actual conversations without getting. And now Jason's done all the things on the list. Oh, and yeah. then some. Of course. And Angelica's just like, I really hope that Jason proposes, but in the same breath, it's like, I have a secret to tell Jason. And I'm like, okay, bitch, but it better not be bad because he's, Pulling out all the stops right now. Yeah. And Jason takes her. <laughs> on a boat, motherfucker. Don't you ever forget. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Um, 
But yeah, Jason takes her on a the boat little before boat, the boat before the big boat. That's literally his quote, and so cute. he's so adorable. They're so cheesy. Yeah. Anyways, he's just like you know, he has the petals, he has the champagne yeah. <laughs> from the champagne region of France, <laughs> and he gets down on one. I feel like the person that was driving the boat, because it was, like, just the crew and then them. Yeah. So it's, like, captain, film crew, them. I feel like that just had to be kind of, like, weird. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, honestly, Angelica did not anticipate what was about to happen. Like, yeah. come on. So he's just kind of, like, you know, he gets on one knee, and he's just, like, you know, Angelica, blah, 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 whatever. You can hold on to me for support. Oh, that was really cute. <laughs> it was, because yeah. she was just, like, hella nervous. She was. And, you know, he asked her to marry her, uh, marry him. And he's just like, you know, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Like, you're important to me. I did everything that, you know, your mom wanted me to do and that you wanted me to do. I'm sorry it took so long. But, you know, we're here now. And I told you that I would keep all of my promises, which he did. He definitely did. Yeah. And, you know, Jason is pouring, you know, pouring his heart out to her. And she's just like, uh-huh. Uh huh. I uh-huh. want you to be in my life forever too. And she's like, "Well, um, also, well, no, no, she didn't say also." Jason's like, uh, "So, uh, what do you want to tell me?" Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I must forget." He's about like, that. "He's no BS." He's yeah. literally after he pours his heart out to her, is just like, "Will you marry me?" And all this stuff, and they kiss. He's just like, "So, what do you want to tell me?" Yeah. And Angelica has to tell him that she's pregnant. Yep, she's pregnant. She is pregnant and I was like son he I was like okay so she said that her mom knows a secret too so I was just like so son he knows that you're pregnant and And she didn't murder Jason yeah I was like that's exactly but I this is what I when I saw that moment and I heard that I honestly was just like I don't think that son he I think now there's a baby involved son he doesn't want to come between Jason and Angelica because of what happened between her and Angelica's father yeah and she doesn't want Angelica to raise a baby by herself and also well she wouldn't remember so it'd be with yeah, her and, that'd be and Brett. <laughs> but you know like she doesn't want her to go through that same pain and i think that after after so much bullshit that she put jason through i think that she really really realized like jason really does love my daughter he's willing to put up with all of my antics and stuff he really does truly love her and deserves to be with her and i think also like i do because she's been really nice she's very very nice this whole these last two episodes and it's really fucking scary because it's the complete opposite of what she usually does but she's always trifling i feel like she did all that trifling shit just to put him through the ringer just to be like this is the kind of guy that i want for my daughter the one that's actually willing to jump through hoops to make sure that she is happy and make sure that she is taken care of make sure that she has everything that she needs and jason did those things and it was really cute like i'm i almost if i was a person with emotions would have shed a little tear in this moment it was cute they're my favorite couple honestly but i mean i really do think that things are going to get a little bit better yeah but once that baby gets here who knows son he probably won't even let angelica take care of the baby because she'll probably like you're doing it wrong uh but hopefully they all moved to Omaha. I wonder Nebraska. if the baby. I wonder if the baby's gonna get the first of the bathwater or the last Shut of the, the bathwater. Get out of here! I'm done. Um. Okay, but as soon as they're done popping the question, Angelica's like, "Time to Facetime my mom." Yeah, and she shows her the ring, and her mom's like, "Oh my god, I have to pull over." Yeah, she's just like, "I'm so happy. I'm super happy." She's like super, like genuine and, and excited for them, and that's. But why then also, she's like. Did you tell Jason the secret? Like, as soon as she's yeah. like, I'm so happy. She's like, but wait. Did you Jason tell Jason? Know? And she's yeah. like, yeah, I told him afterwards. But, you know, like, I like the fact. And I like then, the side of her. And then. And then. What soon she he tells Jason that she loves him on the phone. Oh, yeah. That was the weirdest part for me. That's how I feel like. That's why I feel like all this was a test. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Or fake, you know. Or maybe she just was like, well, at least at least now I have a grandchild. So I'm yeah, like, but I definitely think that's that's definitely my theory of why Sunhee asked uh, acted the way that she did for the past two seasons. Yeah, she's just a mess. That and also, you know, now there's a baby involved. Like she really does have to kind of let Angelica do her thing and you know move on with her life. And I mean, yeah. 
hopefully she'll move to Omaha, Nebraska and come season three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But this is a complete 180 for them and like finally they can be it happy. Was dot 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 question it was mark. Jarring. That's what I put at the end of my notes. They can be happy. Dot dot. Okay, dot, I saw a picture mark. of the baby. They finally after the episode aired, they just, released. It looks a lot like Sunny. I'm sure. And them dreams are strong. It's, it's a little girl. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. Now we can cute. be triplets. Oh no. Um, so on to other hot mess express. Uh, Kathy and fucking Christina. Today's the big move-in day. Yeah, which I was like, y'all didn't move in last episode? I could have swore y'all moved in last episode. Right, but also this is the day that they've dedicated matching bedazzled pajamas to. And it's just like one giant sleepover. And fucking poor Carlo and Carly, they're just like, This is stupid. What is going on? Carlo's like, I'm not wearing this bedazzled shit. Which, I mean, honestly, put your mask on the side. But at the same time, also, like, he didn't sign up for this shit. He literally was just like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I come home from work and your mom is in my fucking face. I just want to be with my kids and my wife. Have us some time. I just want to gym 10 laundry. Yeah, like, I just want us to just relax. Like, he literally is like, been on his feet all fucking day. Christina doesn't seem to fucking work apparently so i mean he has to do everything it seems like she's just there to like entertain her mom during the day entertain each other honestly that's what they're doing so you know kathy's pissed kathy's pissed because literally carlo and and carly are like ragging on it and christina's just like oh my god this is great this is so wonderful i love it i'll wear it mom blah 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 like just like kissing her mom's ass and shit and they're just like we don't really care like we don't want to do this like this is all like you're always doing too much and we just want to like relax carlo's like i just want to fucking spend time without kathy being around and kathy's just like this is my house and if you want to stay here then you have to wear the t-shirt and when i come back down here y'all better be wearing and i'm like smile damn it yeah i'm like who the fuck do you think you are like i understand this is your house but like really you continue to bulldoze over every single person that does not agree with you and then christina becomes your fucking lapdog and bulldoze over those people too and she's just like yeah 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 whatever my mom wants yeah, and th- yeah, they're yeah, acting yeah. like teenagers they're like doing mud Worse. masks it's and they're like just like middle school like, it's literally like it's literally like sleepover and, like them and, being a sleepover yeah and i'm just like like you guys are just doing too much and i mean well that's episode 10 so let's get an episode 10 anyways Episode 10, they're, they're making, making sauce. tomato sauce and with Carly so she can learn how to cook. And Carly gets a call, and she's literally trying to physically distance herself. She's so hard right so now. Hard. And, and she's like, they, I'll call you later. They immediately sense her, like, they immediately sense something wrong. They're like a meerkat, so just like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I'll talk to you later. And then, like, they pressure her. They tag team pressure her for, like, 10 minutes just like who is it what's going on and Kathy's like I need to know who you're talking to I need to know what's going on I'm like she's grown unless you pay her phone bill even if you do pay her phone bill if she's over 18 yeah it's over and I was like she's like 24 or something like that so I'm like she's grown grown yeah and they're just like we need to know what you're doing blah 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 blah. and Carly tells them like I was dating one of the guys Sal Sal from the from Carlos party from season one. And he was one of the guys that I thought was pretty cute. Yeah, I think he's the one that brought the wine, right? Yeah, he's the one with the long hair that I thought was cute. And they, you know, she was just like, I dated him, but things didn't work out. And they're just like mad because she didn't include them. They're, they're like, you dated him and it didn't work out. Well, of course it didn't work out because you fucking didn't fucking Kathy let us like, know. It was you. Yeah. I'm like, Kathy. literally, it was the worst. Like, this segment made my skin boil oh so they were putting an awful lot of water in that sauce they were but i mean well they gotta let it boil simmer for a little bit so yeah but it looked like they were using fresh tomatoes yeah i don't doubt that they can make some fucking tomato sauce that's for one thing i bet it's good as hell but yeah they're like bitching at her and like attacking her for not you know communicating with them about her dating i'm literally like so livid i'm like well, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, let Carly live her life, and you're just harassing her. Oh, it's your fault that it didn't work out. Oh, it's you're the one that's like, to blame. Like, way to build up her self-confidence and make her feel like... Like, she's just going to go out and settle for the next guy that gives her any attention yeah. with that attitude and that encouragement from you. Like, like, what the fuck? You're her mom. Who speaks to their kids like that? Like, who the fuck says some shit like and that? Like, like, that's so fucking No rude. wonder Carly's hiding this guy from you, because, like, if do anything's yeah. going to ruin a relationship, it's something like This... this. And then you blame her for it not working out because but she didn't then, include you guys. But whatever. then they stop worrying about Carly because Carly Carlo busts in and he's in. like, I quit. And they're like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, I fucking quit. quit. 
He quit the pizzeria. Apparently, okay, so the pizzeria, we, we stand corrected. The pizzeria is owned by his dad. Not Carlo him. and Christina have since opened up their own pizza, pizza shop. Yeah. But yeah, so he was just like, I'm tired. Like, I have this remodel going on. I also, like, I've been working with my dad since I was 14 years old and working with family is not easy. I can only imagine he probably gets cussed the fuck out every fucking day. Yeah. But, you know, he was just like, I can't do it anymore. It's a lot and of like, stress. It's pressure. And also on top of that, you're not fucking working, Christina. And, and, and in that moment, he's like telling them why. And they're like, what about the remodel? What about... And I'm like, girl. So selfish. Super... Is that all your husband is to you? Money. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you want to live this lifestyle? Why don't you go get a fucking job and start paying for this remodel? Like, he's just like, we can't do it. He was like, he's literally... He... Carlos literally pouring out his fucking emotions. And they are just... And like, on why is him. Kathy even talking at all about, yeah. in this moment? Exactly. Why is she even there? And Carlos just like... I just want to relax. Yeah, in my own house, especially now that we're not going to remodel it. Oh, so yeah. let's just pack it up and go back. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, I just want to go back to my house. And I'm just like, he just continues to get railroaded by the both of them. And I'm like, I cannot believe they're shouting and yelling at him and blaming him for quitting his job. Of course, he knows he has bills. He has kids. He has all these things to pay for. And they're like, you need to go back and get your job, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's his family. Of course, he needs his job back. But at the same time, like, he's literally coming to you because he's literally emotionally stressed the fuck out and you he, all can't even listen. Obviously, it, got, it came to a breaking point. Boiling. That sauce was boiling and so was Carlo because he obviously, like, it's his dad. First of all, he's jeopardizing the stability yeah. of him providing for his family. He's fighting with his own father. Yeah. Like, obviously, several things went into this. It's not like he just up and, like, it's not like he was 14 work. when he first started working yeah. there and quit, you know? And I just, yeah, that just, it just pissed me the fuck I off. I felt really Them yelling at Carlo. Carly and then them yelling at Carlo. Like, that just pissed me off. Because yeah. I was just like, Worry how dare you guys? Yeah, like, how, yeah, how dare you guys, like, just, like, uh, just completely disregard everyone's fucking emotions and everyone's feelings. And then you just want to fucking victim blame them. Like, you, that's your husband, Christina. Yeah. That's your fucking husband. You, you should got, be lucky that he like, divorce your ass. You really need to go to the side and have a conversation with him. You don't they need, need to go to therapy. To, yeah. They need to go to therapy. She needs it more than he does. He's trying to communicate with her. Yeah. And he won't, she won't even fucking And listen. she's literally like turning Without her body her to her mom. Like, yeah. like, instead of like opening up to her husband and talking to her husband, she's like turning to Kathy, like gesturing, like asking like, for her input. Me. Yeah. yeah. Or you say something. Yeah. Like, it's just. It's not, it's not good at all. Not good. That's pretty much how they end that whole episode. I felt like the way that theirs ended was the most cliffhangery because I was like, ooh, what happens next? next? I really don't care. I just hope that. I mean, I yeah, that there's, Car- there's I honestly hope that Carly, fun. I always hope that Carly and Carlo have like a fucking affair or some shit <gasps> and just like go off together because they're the only ones that are like not insane in this <sighs> ridiculous fucking family. That shit just pisses me off. I hate them. So the next, last but not least, uh, mother-daughter duo we have is Cher and Dawn. This is episode 10 because they were not in episode 9. Yes. So we see Cher and baby Belle. There's not a Dawn in sight. No. And Belle looks just like Jared. Oh my god. This baby is gorgeous. She's very cute. Like, she also is, like, big. Full features, though, too. She's very, she's gorgeous, but, like, it went from her being, like, a day old to she's like four or five months old yeah, probably maybe sure. three I don't know yeah she's, she looked pretty long a lot longer she's too. definitely not six months old but she's somewhere between three yeah. and six months old and you know Cher she's is so busy cute. being a mommy yeah. she's doing her mommy duties um Dawn is in Florida um she calls <laughs> of oh, course yeah. while Cher's like trying to breastfeed the baby and she's just like hold on uh, let me just get the baby situated and I feel like she hung up on her or something because she never goes back to the conversation yeah, well the no because um so she's breastfeeding the baby's latched and then Dawn's like Oh yeah, and the baby's like distracted, and so she keeps unlatching, which that's annoying as hell. And so she's like, "Hold on, mom," and then like the baby starts getting fussy, and like, yeah, she just kind of hangs up, and it's like, "I'll call you back when I can." Yeah, and so then we get back to Florida, and we see the house. We see the house. The house was and the missing sibling, who was also kind of cute. Also, side note: Cher was in an episode of My Sweet Sixteen on MTV, so we've seen the house before, before, and it's a. Like, it's a castle. Tudor style. It is, yeah. There's, like, knights in shining armor, like, on the doorstep and shit. They have portraits everywhere. Yeah, there's, like, a really nice, like, painting of Dawn that's, like, 
gorgeous. It's probably from like the it was 80s. a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, it was like she looked a lot younger in the picture. Yeah. But she looks the same, but she looked a lot younger. Yeah, but you know, Dom is smiling creepily and cleaning a dog doll. Doll. Yeah, dog. it's like they had <laughs> every single baby doll that Cher ever had as a kid, and Dawn is like wiping them down, wiping them down, and also she like puts a pacifier in the one baby doll's mouth, like weirdly. It's I'm like, telling you, ever since that fucking latching episode where they yes. did the the breastfeeding thing, she just needed her own baby doll. She's to like, shut her okay, up. So this is kind of sad, but when my grandma was in the nursing home, oh yeah, they they usually, they usually give baby dolls to older ladies that yeah. have dementia really bad, so they feel like they have something important to do. To and that was like too. literally Dawn yeah. in that moment with the baby doll. She's like, it's like I finally have a pet. The mouse will tether it to her ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Dawn is like doing her thing, and she just feels bad for the way that she left New York because she literally threw a temper tantrum. Yeah, and she Mason, didn't even like hold the baby before she left. No, she was just like, she, like, like she didn't even like say goodbye to Cher or like Jared. She didn't even like hug them. She's like, like my Uber's here. Yeah, she literally came out the ba- out of the bedroom. It's just like my Uber's like, suitcase, here. Suitcase, suitcase in her. hand, yeah. strapped, ready, ticket in hand. She was ready, but like Mason, that's Cher's dad. It's just ask her, you know. Do you understand, like, why they needed their space? Yeah. And she was just like, well, I mean, I think that when, you know, while Jared's doing his residency, that Cher and baby Belle can come down here and stay with us, and mm-hmm. that he can just come and visit on the weekends. And I was like, what kind of fucking delusional bullshit that? Was that was literally totally off the cuff. I w- and I'm glad Mason was like, dude, no. I would, if, he was like, I wouldn't let that happen. If I was Jared, yeah. I would not let that happen. I and like, that's I think not she's going happening. through a psychosis right now, because I was Honestly, like, Honestly, I think she was having that? some... I think she's having a moment, because, like... Yeah. Yeah. Come on, really? Like, any rational person would not think no. that this would be any reasonable solution. No. And Mason was like, when we first had our babies, like, we wanted to be alone together to raise ourselves, and have, like, raise them and have a family. Yeah. You know, that's the same way that Cher is pretty much wanting to do with her family. And, you know, Don, he was like, you know, Don has a big heart. She means well, of course. And I was like, she does have a big heart. She just doesn't know boundaries until they've been laid there. Yeah. And once they've been laid, she has an issue with them, but she won't, like, overstep that boundary. She'll just get right up to the fence and, and be like... And then, like- Kind of be passive aggressive. Me? Yeah, she's passive aggressive about what it. But where do I fit? How do I get over the fence with you? I just you want guys? to be the triplet Mimi. Yeah, and I mean, she definitely means well. She doesn't have any negative intentions whatsoever. I just think she's selfish. Yeah, she's selfish, but not in the way that she's aware. She's yeah. I think in her in her own way, she's trying to be selfless, this, but yeah. it makes her selfish. If that makes I mean, sense. she's selfish. She's selfish because she wants to be with Cher all the time, like every waking moment. Yeah. She wants to be involved. And I'm like, I understand where she's coming from because these are big moments and milestones yeah. for Cher. And I don't so, know if this is their first grandchild, but it seems like it. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. probably. I don't think the other one has kids yeah. at all because we would have known, I'm pretty sure, at that point. You can have a baby with me if he wants. Okay. Her brother is fine. But anyways, that's really all that happens. Yeah, that's really all that happens with them. Um, I mean, you know, just Dawn wants her share back, but she needs to understand that she needs to share her share. She gotta share her share. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, I just think that I think we'll be all right with um with Dawn. I think Dawn yeah. would just sit in for Dawn just a needs to retire. She's probably retired. She only hasn't no, worked Dawn, in thirty well, years. Dawn used to be a nurse, apparently. She used to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Okay. She so I think she also, like, she's, she's really used to caring yeah. for people and things, so... Being, like, volunteer. Yeah. I honestly... I think I said this the episode before, that she just needs to, like, go to the NICU and hug the babies that have opioid addiction, unfortunately. Something like that. She Maybe not right now during the Rona, but... No. But I definitely think that she needs to do something... I think something. she needs to find a purpose that's yeah. not mothering. Mm-mm. I mean, if, you, if it is mothering, but, like, not yeah. overbearing on her daughter. Not... Not... Overstepping because yeah. she has share. a lot of love to give, she has a lot to share. But mm-hmm. and I think that she, you know, she is a positive person, she's very bubbly. Whenever she steps in the room, I'm pretty sure she's just like a fucking beacon of light. Yeah, but I definitely think I agree with you. She should definitely volunteer her time elsewhere or yeah. place her she energy. should do something constructive because yeah. at this point, it's destructive. Like, and she overstepped to a point where it's like they had to kick her the fuck out, yeah, they had to kick her back down to Florida, literally across the country, basically. But... I think after being away for a little bit, it'll give her more perspective. Yeah, or and I think it'll, it'll give both of them crazy. perspectives. I think that yeah. Don will 
realize kind of where she overstepped. Yeah. And I think Cher will appreciate somewhat and what her and, mother Cher was. and Jared were just like, it's not that we don't want her here. We want her here, but like, we, we just both are on maternity leave. Like, we might as well both just take care of our baby and bond with her while we can. Yeah, and then in a couple weeks, she, she can, can come, come back. back. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that at all. No. But that's pretty much all of season two. Um, we will do a prediction slash the... Review of the tell-all. Yeah, which... And then weird. we'll be done with Smothered, and we'll be starting on some 90 Day Fiance franchise shit. Um, we're going to do Athlete A. We've got our next episode and final episode of Lorena coming out on Monday. So lots of things for you guys to listen to. Thank you for all the new listens, too, because we've been getting a lot lately. Um, with that, I'm going to shamelessly plug our social medias. Um, we're it's on... not shamelessly. Well, we're, this is our, first of all, this is our motherfucking podcast. If you made it this far, <laughs> you better follow us on social media. Yeah. Uh, at High Time for True Crime. You can email us at HighTimeForTrueCrime at gmail.com. And we bought a website. We bought a domain. So High Time, the number four for true, or for true crime. High Time, the number Wait four for true crime. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy another It's not domain. up just yet, so don't even go yeah, look. we just own the domain, so if you're thinking about stealing it. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. Well, Bye. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>